Welcome, Moju, to our show. I'm so happy to have you. I've been a fan for so long. Um, we just wanted to chat with you a little bit about your latest album, Oro Kata Mata. Um, it's honestly such a unique nod to your roots and a new synthesis of your ideas. Can you share with us a little bit about this album and maybe what the title means? For sure. Well, firstly, thanks for having me. I'm a fan of, of your work. So um, it's so nice. Fangirling. Sitting with you. Um, yeah, look, there's, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot going on that kind of inspired this record and, and a lot of reasons why I chose the title of, of the album. Um, I guess the kind of genesis of that, like the, the original kind of thought behind it was I, I wanted to pay homage to my Tito Peque Galiaga, who made the film mm-hmm. in the early eighties, um, which is kind of, I think considered like quite a seminal work uh, in Philippine right. cinema. So he passed in 2020 and I um, have been talking to my tita, Maddie, um, his wife. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, I would like to do something that kind of speaks to the legacy of his work in a way. Well, I hope it does, you know, and um, and she was just so supportive and encouraging and she actually ended up on the album, yeah. which is beautiful. And um, so it kind of, you know, it was sort of born out of that mm-hmm. and and that kind of um, conversation with her, the ongoing conversation with her that kind right. of really encouraged me to do it. But um, in my in the process of kind of researching the album and uh, like you know doing all the kind of due diligence and background and everything, I sort of realized that Oro Plata Mata is like also um, a superstition. Mm. Uh, an architectural superstition in the Philippines that uh, kind of revolves around the number three. And I just feel like that was such a powerful number. Like the more I started thinking about it and the way that the story in the film is told and I kind of wanted to use that as a foundation for how I set this album out. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I could talk about it endlessly. It goes on and on, but for me, there was a lot of um, meaning and a lot of, things that kept coming up that reaffirmed that that was yeah, like that that was the direction that you wanted that to take direction. and that's awesome. the reason why right yeah. what does oro plata mata actually mean is it tagalog um so it it's actually spanish ah it means, yeah so and and as you would know um um the the philippines was yes. colonized Spain yes. for like 300 years um so it's a yeah, it's a post-colonial kind of superstition. Oh, um, okay. Oro, oro meaning gold, plata meaning silver, and mata meaning death or or oh, okay. Bad luck in this context. So it's um, when you're building things, mm-hmm. you don't want to you don't want to land on mata. Mm. Um, you know, so if you've got a so it's like a saying of some sort. Yeah, if you've got ah. so you should, say you're building a staircase. Yeah. You have to count the stairs, oro, plata, mata. You don't want to land on mata. Ah, okay, okay. Or like if you're that, walking, you don't want to step on the crack, something like that. Yeah, yeah, similar ah, kind of thing. Okay. Uh, uh, sort of, that was, so the album is kind of set in three parts, oro, mm-hmm. plata. Mm-hmm. And to me, I was like, well, I hope I hope that people just kind of keep listening to her on Pete so that we don't land on Mata because that would right. be really bad. <laughs> I get you. I get you. Wow. I didn't know. I mean, I, I, I did hear that you were talking about how it's like a superstition of sorts, but I didn't really, it didn't really like connect for me. But now that makes sense why it's 
in three parts and obviously I think it's like it kind of all I feel that album is kind of like a loop to me it's like a circle so you just have to keep listening like it encourages you to keep the circle going in some sense mm. so that's yeah, really well, great yeah <laughs> great for the algorithm your... and great for you <laughs> <laughs> you know they're like there was there were so many things going on and I think each of those kind of ideas really spoke to well like the songs kind of you know the first chapter of the album Oro because mm-hmm. that's how it sounds three chapters you know yep. and then it's gold money and Midas and I'm really talking about ideas yep. around um, kind of wealth and fame and clout mm-hmm. and like status and these things that we kind of in a capitalist society we're quite fixated on and um not in a you know like I'm it's a it's 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 a critique but it's it's introspective it's like how yeah. am i com- complicit in these things it's not didactic yeah. it's not kind of me sure. saying, this is bad yeah. and everybody should you know you should feel bad and and you should live your life this way. it's not there's, there's yeah. none of that there's no yeah. judgment it's just kind of like oh we live in this world and this is how things work and mm-hmm. what does that mean for me and how and how does that affect me and yeah how do i participate in that and then and then so plata being silver the second chapter of the album is really about family and ancestral knowledge and um, community and interpersonal relationships and sort of the things that to me have real value mm-hmm. more than like the material things. Yep. Um, so you have to care for them more because they tarnish more easily. Ah. And Martha being death or bad luck. It's mm-hmm. like for me, um, that's where I sort of talk about eco-anxiety and mm. kind of all of the things that are happening, like, you know, in the world that I sort of feel like, um, well, you know, I'm like, like I'm existential. Of, yeah. The existential. Right? Stuff, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, for sure. You know, like what's, what's happening environmentally, like what's happening in terms of like, where are we headed as a society, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so, but at the same time, I think hopeful, like, yeah, I still believe that there's the potential for, for us to like, mm-hmm. um, move forward in a better direction. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Progress. Gotcha. Kind of, gotcha. Yeah. And I do and, feel like, I, I do feel like the album is very unique because obviously many people have done like social justice album concepts in the past, but it's often, um, like you said, it's very pointed and very, um, I feel it's very sharp, but the way that you did it, it really, because you even incorporated like a lot of your Filipino heritage into this whole album and you made it really, really personal. So it's really, it's not so much about the issues and trying to be like an activist in a very like traditional sense, but really from your point of view as a citizen of the world, like this is what you care about, you know, and I think that's really, really special. And I, I saw that you also included some um, traditional percussions like into the album as well. Um, how did that come about? Was it very intentional for you to include your heritage into this whole um, record? Like my, yes and no, like my identity, mm-hmm. yeah. like in all the intersecting parts of my identity, that's just what, like that's who I am. So that's what I carry into any situation, Right. you know, like it in forms everything I do on some level that's Mm -hmm. conscious or not 
So yeah, but like yes and no. But there were there were certain obviously stylistic things that we did when making this record that were really intentional, like like that, where it's like, oh, I want to marry because so much of um what I do, you know, it's in really it's a, I make contemporary music, mm-hmm. um, and I'm working in like genres like soul and R and B and electronic music yep. and. So there's a lot of, you know, kind of modern influence mm-hmm. and a lot of modern sounds. Right. And um, I don't know, there's something about being able to kind of marry that with like traditional sounds or things that come from. And, and I think that that actually set the tone of like the record in terms like in a conceptual way, because that is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about mm. the, where the past and the present and the future all sort of meet mm. and yeah so it's like it's like kind of it started not being intentional because that's what you're bringing into every musical conversation you're having and then it but it kind of became intentional as the record conceptualized itself yeah I guess so and like you know you kind of move forward like really deliberately it's like I don't know if it's like oh there's this like great deep meaning to why I chose this instrument it's just like this instrument is part of, you know, my cultural. Yeah. Yeah. So it's part of who I am. And then, but it's as much as, you know, like using synthesizers or, you know, yeah. Um, 808s or whatever. It's like, that's all part of like what appeals to me aesthetically, um, what excites me creatively, you know, Mm -hmm. it's all, uh, it's all connected to, to, to me. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, you also mentioned that you felt like a certain pressure in the past to conform to like expectations of what your music should be. But for you, this album was kind of like a release, like moving past that. Um, I feel like that's something that's really, really difficult to do, actually. So can you share a bit about how you managed to move past those expectations and how that has shaped into this new record? Yeah, I think... Um just confidence like experience and kind of realizing that actually the more confident and the more experience I got and the more I was able to kind of articulate myself and back myself in a creative environment Mm. you know like trust in my own creative intuition um, but also curation of like the people that I have around me it's like you know um, yeah it's like oh i'm really conscious of who i invite into creative collaboration and what their agenda is and what their intentions are in that space is it about flexing their egos or is it about like serving the songs and i think Mm. as you kind of get better at knowing you know like i'm I'm better i know what i want to do as an artist now yeah and i think in the past it was just like you know there were so many things i wanted to do and i didn't Mm. know how to how that looked you know like I, you know i'm because i'm informed by so many different kinds of music and yeah so many different kinds of art it's like you know that can be really overwhelming so when you kind of find your own lane and you're in it and then you know exactly who the people are around that you should have around you and yep. and you trust and you know that's that's it's an it's there's equity in those relationships mm. there's like right um things work better yeah and it feels and it feels better when you're doing it and if it's mm-hmm. feeling good then the end product like i think this is the best this album and the and the ep okay that we made 
at the end of 2020 or we released at the end of 2021 mm-hmm. sort of like the same team of people that worked on it and it's like to me it's like the best that music it's ever felt to make music wow that's and great like, oh. and, the, and i'm really proud of the the music because usually i get to this point i'm like oh i wish i'd done this or i'd done that or right like i could it's different or whatever and then like this time around i'm like no no i feel very and i don't know if that's also just like age and maturity or whatever but it's mm-hmm. like i i really love this work i'm really proud of it i know how i want to or i know that i still want to continue to evolve and i'm always striving to do better but it's like i am at ease and very yeah. comfortable with what I've done yeah and i think you touched on two important points other than confidence i think time as well right because it kind of they kind of link together you know the as you grow i mean time passes and then you grow more confident you grow uh, into someone who knows themselves better and what kinds of spaces they should put themselves in in order to produce the best work or to be their best selves and i think that's maybe where like this record has kind of accumulated at like a really a really important point for you and I I can totally feel that I do feel like there's something different between this record and some of your past ones and it's really really exciting to see well thank you yeah I think that I think that a lot of that is just in that I more than ever before know what I'm trying to achieve as Mm -hmm. an artist I want to say and I have the confidence to like yeah to trust myself in that creative process for yeah. sure. And as you mentioned, I think there is a sen- sense of urgency, which I think is presented really brilliantly in this record. And it links to our whole concept of change that is for this radio show. And of course, I think in some sense, it's part of your album as well. How do you think this momentum that you've created relates to the topic of change and its importance today? Well, look, you know, it's not really for me to tell mm-hmm. other people um what meaning to take from the record yeah i know what i was feeling at the time that i made it and that was that you know like i was feeling really overwhelmed by where we were at Mm. in the world um i was kind of concerned i've been concerned about what the future looks like and particularly becoming a parent yeah for the first time like I um yeah I started to get concerned about what the what the world looked like so yeah you know change I don't like I'm not pretending to have any of the answers but I am yep. sort of that song change has to come for me is really about like a longing for community and kind mm. of going we're so we silo, we silo ourselves from one another through you know kind of social media and all of this like an over kind of saturation of um artificial so- socialization yep. you know it's like yep. we're not actually tapped into community we're not, actually, not actually interacting and engaging interacting yep. yeah but, they, but we but we we kind of burn ourselves out mm-hmm. because we're constantly stimulated by it you know so uh yeah you know for me that's sort of a lot of what that song was there's so many things that that song's about to me but mm-hmm. just like of it is just kind of going I just want to be with people again mm. I want to be with family and community and like I yeah I just want to be with people again and I feel like we're losing touch with one another so that that's where I that was like the main kind of motivator in that song but you know in in, in a broader sense it's like it can be the job of 
you know, what I like my job is to leave enough space, like say something, but also leave enough space in there for people to kind of create their own relationship with the music mm-hmm. and develop their own meaning. It's really yeah. subjective and it's really personal. And I think, you know, like I said, I'm not out here mm-hmm. like doing stuff. Preaching. It's not yeah. Yeah, it's not didactic. It's like, this was my personal introspection. Like, this was my, I was reflecting on mm-hmm. the duality of my experience as being somebody who feels like, I am stuck in this rat race, you know, living in this capitalist kind of society. But at the same time, I'm totally complicit in it. Like, I've mm-hmm. got a of iPhone. And we all are. <laughs> computer and I drive, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm totally a participant in that mm-hmm. um so what does that mean and that sort of that was the, those were the questions that I was kind of grappling with like really personally and I felt like oh that's pretty relatable I reckon for most people but yeah for sure I just you know I'm just as I'm equally as interested to hear what um other people get to say you know like I think that's more interesting I think mm. that actually is like far more interesting because I already know what I was thinking when yeah. I wrote the album. Like, yeah. what is everybody just thinking when they're hearing it? That's kind of more the question, and for me anyway, I don't Ooh. know if I need to explain it too no much. No worries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I totally get where you're coming from, and I think that's a really um great mindset to have because you know you do have some um artists who have a really dominant viewpoint that they want to put out their specific message about themselves about their branding but end of the day um all audiences are the same like it goes to them and they get to make their own decisions so um i think it's really exciting to work function in that way because then you don't know what you're going to get back as opposed to trying to push a certain message out and be like oh no it's not reaching and therefore i failed you know as an artist so yeah you know like even with you know even with native tongue and i think i learned that with the last album native tongue you know where i that song for me was really that song in particular let's talk like because that was the song everybody was talking about Mm -hmm. and i was like that was that was so personal for me Mm -hmm. that was about my relationship with language and my relationship with family and culture and history and ancestry you know it was like my experience of being a third culture kid and feeling like really displaced by the fact that you know being first nations Wiradjuri you know uh second generation Filipino Mm -hmm. Australian Mm -hmm. you know my grandfather my my maternal grandfather is white so it's like there's um there was all these, you know, these things. And I was like, I don't really, like, I. it's in the song. The refrain is, I don't know where I belong, mm-hmm. right? And then it, that, that kind of, that song, I feel like um, once I put it out into the world, it ceased to actually be about me or any of the things that I had written it for. Mm-hmm. It became part of a, it got kind of, kind of swept up in this, um, the zeitgeist and this like bigger conversation that was being had and people really projected a lot of meaning onto it that, mm-hmm. Um, I think it wasn't really about me. Mm-hmm. I became kind of the poster child for something that like I wasn't yeah. actually even yeah. necessarily trying, like, you know, trying to set, I think there were just like a lot of takes on what that meant. Mm-hmm. And so I learned really quickly that I you kind of got to let go. Mm. Like once it's out in the world, it doesn't really matter what you intended. It's about yeah. 
It's tricky. It's tricky. Mm. Okay, I have one last question for you today. Um, okay. I think um, Aura Plata Mata covers so much ground, like from an introspective level to like overarching critiques on so many situations and issues that we've discussed. If I know it's hard, but if you were to choose one song on this record to introduce the record to new listeners, which song would you choose? <laughs> because like just think I'm of it so like hard. just think of it like okay this one song and then like people will be like oh I want to know more about the rest of the record I want to go and listen to the rest of it yeah um I don't I don't know <laughs> if this is the one that will actually get people yeah committed. but like, we just to, want we just want album, your perspective but, but my I think my favorite song on this record is actually Swan Song mm. um it's the last song on the album I think it kind of summarizes, um, I guess what the whole album is about in a way. Uh, it still, it has a sense of hopefulness about it. It incorporates all the elements, I think sonically, aesthetically, that I really felt were integral to the album, like the use of Kung Tang, the mm-hmm. The, um, my Tita Maddie's voice, um, you know, there, there's still like, there's real squelchy kind of um, beat, like, you know, mm-hmm. Henry's kind of like Neptune's style or like, you know, nice. kind of beat making. Um, like it's lush and kind of, I don't know, it's really, it's a quite emotional song to me. Um, and of course, McLeek, mm-hmm. uh, as a vocalist, has a real standout moment in that track, uh, and sh- her voice is throughout the whole album um, as a backing vocalist. Nice. So, so it ties everything together. She provides most of the backing vocals, and then she kind of has steps to the front in that song a little bit more. So it's like it in you know kind of it showcases the collaboration. I think that mm-hmm. was at the heart of this record because it was so collaborative um i don't know and that's really i mean like community and like you know it sort of it, it really does the collaboration really is like you know part of the th- the theme like of the record in terms of like mm. we have to come together as people and community yeah. to actually make change this song that song really you know it's i think it kind of tells the story of the record best like if you know you just had to pick one song that kind of mm-hmm. sums it all up I think that's the one yeah for me I, that, that that one's particularly special gotcha yeah I think that's I think after you pieced it all together and you shared all of that I was like oh yeah definitely it does include a lot of the different elements that you're talking about in a really beautiful way and it's one of my favorites as well oh that's great I yeah Okay, thank you so much for your time, Moju. I will let you go now, but like we had so much we had so much fun chatting on this um little interview. Okay, cool. thank you so much. You. Have a good Have a nice day. day. You too. Cheers. See ya.